Okay, welcome to Gusta Ali podcast on this Saturday Saturday afternoon. Let's 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 go to the to the matchups. We have the AEW World the interim world champion, Moxie versus Roche, Ricky Starks versus Hansen, Ricky Starks versus Hook, Dante Martin versus Sammy Guevara, Tony Nice and Mark Sterling versus Swerve Strickland. The AEW Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashi. And the main event, Brian Danson versus Daniel Garcia. So let's let's get to the matchup. Let's start. We got Don Moxley versus Roosh for the AEW Interim Champion. Well, the match began with Roosh rushing Moxley before the bell rang. It's instantly taking the fight to the outside. Moxley replied with the top suicide of Roosh on the outside, but El Toro Blanco without for blood. Using anything as disposal to keep the champ grounded. The match would continue back and forth, but the help on Darden also gave Roosh the championship. However, Roosh would experience the same fast all Moxley's previous challenger as we put out by the by the Bulldog choke. Then we saw a post-match. We saw Jericho interrupting celebrations. Moxley would lay out the challenge to Lionheart Jericho for the Dynamite in Minneapolis, where Jericho gets inside the AW Interim World Championship. So what do you think of the match? I actually enjoyed this match. Um, Roosh is actually very good in the ring. And I've seen him on Ring of Honor, but I've only seen a couple matches of him. And, man, this match is great. He put on a really good match with John Moxley. And I'm actually looking forward to Moxley and Jericho, believe it or not. Yeah. I have another question. Like, like to, like to the, between the Lionheart-Jericho versus Moxley match, who will come out as champion A prediction? Ooh, um, I'm gonna pick Mo- I'm gonna pick Moxley. he's gonna hold on to that belt until Punk comes back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, we have Ricky Starks versus Don Hansen for the WWE Championship. Well, see, Don Hansen with Mox Starks to start. We'll get a third big boot for FTW Champion. Stark will follow up with the Spear to retain the championship. Then there was an open challenge with Hook versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Starks will follow suit from last week into another. North- as he had more in the tank. This was from former team task student Hook would ask that Starks challenge. Starks had to get the offensive, but Hook would scout everything and make Stark smit by the Red Rum take on the new FTW championship. Then during the post match, we saw Starks addressing the AOE fans about his baby face having opportunities after opportunities. And then he gets wiped out by teammate Powerhouse Hobbs, who will follow up with a mindbuster planning already damaged Starks on the mat. So what do you think of the mat, the two matches and the segment, post-match segment? What do you think of them? I think they did this perfectly. Um, you know, Ricky Stark squashing Dan Housen, then, then saying he has more fight left in him, so Hook comes out. I think they did it perfectly. And g- giving Hook the FTW title was also the right choice, too, because you got to think about it. Hook, uh, even though he's undefeated, I don't think if he challenged for Wardlow or even John Moxley or even CM Punk... It wouldn't work that well, so I'm ha- I'm happy that they gave him FTW title because you know he's really really young. I- I'm not even gonna say his age, um, but yeah, he's really really young. Um, so I mean I I I'm glad they gave him uh, an undercard belt to start, and then maybe he can grow up from there. Yeah. All right. Um. Like next question. Like another question. I like, after like like will like what do you think of the Will Hobbs versus Ricky Starks at All Out? Oh, that match would be... First off, Powerhouse Hobbs 
murdered Ricky Starks with that blow. <laughs> That's first off. Second off, if they do that match all out, I see Starks winning, but I still see Hobbs getting a giant push. Yeah. That's good. All right, now we got Sammy Guevara versus Dante Martin. Both men showcased their high-flying athleticism from the get-go with a breathtaking bout. One spot in the match saw Dante drop Guevara by a dying attack off the stage. Guevara and Martin will continue to take each other out the limit, but we Guevara picked up the victory by avoiding springboard up with a springboard cut of his own before hitting the GTH to pick up the victory. So, what do you think of this match? This was a really good high-flying match. If you were going to go from the FTW title match, you need something in the middle of the card. This is a perfect mid-card, high-flying spot fest match you can put on the card. I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, both men showcased a lot. I see a lot of potential in both Guevara and Dante. Yeah. Yeah, going forward, I got going forward, what do you see with Guevara or and Dante Martin in the future? I could see Dante Martin being teens champion. He'll never get world title, of course. And then maybe when Darius comes back, they can do top flight as tag champs, maybe. But yeah. Sammy Guevara, though, give it five to six years, he'll be world champion. Yeah. All right, let's let's go. We got the Jungle Boy promo. Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus by his side to the ring. Address Tristan Cage with the former AEW World Tag Team Champion, making things more personal by using pent up rage from Cage's comments about Jungle Boy's life, replying with his own to evade Christian's personal life. So, what do you think of this promo? Man, Jungle Boy, he showed because like, but but uh, I can't speak before the promo. Um, I I was saying, you know, Jungle Boy really doesn't. He, the one thing he needs on his character right now is a lot of charisma, right? Then last night on Dynamite when he cut that promo, man, that was a good promo. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. Is Luchasaurus gonna turn on Jungle Boy? Are we gonna Are we gonna have Luchasaurus versus Christian? Are we gonna have Jungle Boy versus Christian? It's all a big storyline, and I love it. So I'm I love this promo. Christian backstage, that, that that was really good too. And I, this is one of my favorite AEW storylines. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Going for like, well, like if they had the match at All Out, who will go out? Who will go? Who will go? Who will win the match? Jungle Boy or Christian? Probably Jungle Boy. I think Christian going to be the veteran that he is, putting over the young talent. So yeah. that's my prediction. Uh huh. All right, let's go to Strickland versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Sterling's distractions gave Nice the upper hand in the opening midst of the bout as a pair Atlee dropped Swerve on the apron. At the match regressed, Swerve retained the pace in the match in his favor and dropped Nice with a double foot stop to the outside. Swerve hit Sterling with a sickening kick to the side of the head to pick up the victory. We have the posters. We see the hammer cut in the back of panning to Josh Woods standing above a fallen Keith Lee. This is right allowing Nice to attack Stark Strickland from behind, hinting a new tag team formation. What do you think of the match and the post match segment? I mean, this was a good match, what it was. It's really just a handicap match to get people over. It, it was fine. It's what it needs to be. But um, the post segment, though, man. I was really hoping they'd sign Josh Woods. Because Josh Woods, if you look at the Ring of Honor roster, if Gresham's not going to be there anymore, Josh Woods might be the best wrestler on that roster. Yeah. So him potentially signing Josh Woods to AEW, that's a really good signing. Yeah. 
All right, going forward, I have another question. Like, like, what, you, what do you see going forward with, with Tony East and Josh Woods? And Honestly, I see a tag title match. Swerve Nargori versus Tony East and Josh Woods. I don't, I don't see it happening on All Out, but I see it happening on, like, TV. So, that's where mm-hmm. I see this going. Mm-hmm. All right, we got the Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashi for the AEW Women's World Championship. At the lose of the Yamati in Japan, the AEW World Champion Thunder Rosa was out for a redemption in time match. The begin the match began both women landing strikes on the outside of the ring before taking the fights to the ring, where both pairs were backing down. Yamanashi would drop Rosa with a huge German suplex, but the resilience of the AEW Women's World Champion was too much for the challenge. Rosa retained by a fire Thunder Driver. So, what do you think of the match? Man, this was kind of sloppy. Like at times, it was kind of sloppy, but. Overall, it was an okay match. I'm really... I wonder who's going to beat Thunder Rosa for the title. The only person I see beating her is Tony Storm. But other than Tony Storm, I don't see anybody else beating her for the title. So, I I, just, I wonder where this goes from here. Yeah. So, I have one more question. Did did this title match help Yamashi get over with the, United, with the people in the United States? I say yes, because she put on a great fight. Sure, it might have been sloppy at moments, but it was damn good. Yeah. Now we got the main event, Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. Danielson made his return in ring competition since his loss to Jericho Peace Society and double to nothing anarchy in the arena. On the other hand, Garcia is looking to pick up the biggest win in his career and make up for the loss he suffered to Will Utah and R.H. death before Dishonored. Garcia and Danielson will resort to violence when Gecko with both men prove who's the best technical wrestler sports entertainer is. Garcia Irish Irish whip Danielson to the barricade but be met with a sickening running drop kick by Danielson in the metal, metal railing. The match will go in favor of Garcia at the busted Danielson open after DDT on the exposed concrete. A bloody Danielson will continue to take the fight to Garcia and get closer to secure victory. But a distraction from Hager on the outside Allowing Garcia to capitalize, hit the American driver with the pile driver. Garcia will follow up with the sharpshooter to surprise everyone in attendance. Garcia pecked out the victor at the dance that passed out. Post match, we saw JS JS celebrate the victory. What do you think of the main event? Man, this is the kind of wrestling I like. Hard hitting, back and forth, technical. I really loved it. Um, and I will say this: I see a very bright future in Danny Garcia. I just. At the same time, though, I don't understand why they had Danielson lose in his first match back. I, I, I can't. I don't know why they did that, but it, it's still a really good win for Garcia. Just that, you know, it's Danielson's first match back. So if if you were gonna have Garcia beat Danielson, do it in, in a month advance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have another quick and like, what do you see Dar- Daniel Garcia going forward? Would the story will continue, like the storyline will continue going forward. Honestly, I see John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia all out for the AEW title because there's stuff going around. CM Punk won't be back until full gear, so if he can't make it for all out, Punk or not Punk, Moxley and Garcia build Garcia up very strong and then do that match. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, all right. Let's get to the news. Let's let's wait. You got any news? Um, yeah, I have a little bit of news. Um, Triple H, officially head of creative in WWE. Um, it was a couple days ago that this got announced. Um, 
that Triple H will be taking over Bruce Pritchard's role as head of creative. So, what is your thoughts on this, Richie? My thoughts it is a good thing. That, it's good that WWE, like, it's good that Triple H is taking over head of creative. But I'm not sure because of his record previously with NXT, where where he ran NXT and AEW basically beat beat it every night. That's my concern. Because what if what if he managed to fuck it up with the main roster? That's my worry about. Wow, I didn't think about that. That's a really good yeah, that's a really good shout. Um I, yeah, that's true. I know a little bit more uh, stories, uh sticking to Debbie for one second. SummerSlam. It has been announced that Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle is off the card now due to Matt Riddle quote unquote getting injured on Monday Night Raw. So my question to you, Richie, is do you see Seth having a replacement or do you see the match being scrapped completely and Seth is not in the show? I actually I see Seth Rollins is at SummerSlam, but it's gonna be like an open challenge. But Hunter will send someone to face Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, I'm man. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Another thing, AEW. Apparently, there's stuff going around that AEW wants to sign more and more Ring of Honor contract people. Apparently, he wanted to sign Jonathan Gresham, and that's how this whole uh, stuff started. So, um, what? I, I have a question for you, Richie. What other talent do you see uh, potentially signing with, with AEW from Ring of Honor? Hmm. Let's see. I don't know. Besides from Josh Woods, I don't think I can think of. I don't think I can think of anyone else because I mean the Briscoes can't because of reasons. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, Rouge is already signed, right? Yeah, he's already signed. Okay, yeah. I, I I thought he was just doing pay per appearance, but okay. Um, the only other person I see signing is Dragon Lee to team up with Andrade and Rouge. That'd be good. But, but yeah. But I also doubt I doubt Tavian or or like Maria Callas' husband was signed with AEW because in my opinion they both they both belong in Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fully agreed. Yeah. All right, all right, Richie. What what news do you got for us? Well, uh, apparently Freddie Prince Jr. believes that Petty Betty Triple H was taken to the former star. Triple H leading the, the Hawaiian W creative. Freddie Prince Jr. believes the game having a serial with a former WWE star. Prince worked with WWE from 2008, 2009. As a writer, it was on his Triple H saw air at the air with a current AEW World Champion CM Punk. In the latest episode of Wrestle of Freddie Podcast, Jr. covered Vince McMahon's ex with WWE, a regime of Triple H stuff and Nick Gunn grabbing the full hold of the company's Strayer wheeling. He created a serious anxiety, no drugs, no alcohol, telling no women. If you're a super straight edge, Hunters looked them dead in the face and just gasped to the gills, you know, drinks wine with Vince on the plane. And just no sales punk old promo goes, I'll see what the big deal is. I don't do drugs, I'll drink. I just I just looked them dead in the face, like, go ahead, try to call me a liar. I'll fire you so quick. And Punk couldn't do anything. Punk was originally on SmackDown during his run as Strange cult leader, but found new life freedom when he eventually went over to Raw Brand. So why when Prunk had the promo relying on Raw instead of Tate SmackDown where Hunter had no control. Like, Hunter would blow live promos on SmackDown to let House of Audience would go, don't worry, we'll edit. We'll just keep going because it has no gangster of it. But on Raw, Punk got a chance to kind of do his own thing and let his feelings know. Punk did some shots at Triple H in his memorable 
pipe bomb as he disparaged and his former head of talent relations, John Lores, calling Hunter Vince's Dupas son-in-law with Triple H now competing control on Iron Product. Prince Prince Drew feels that Triple H will make most of any part added to the new role. This could be a huge chance for Hunter to stick it to him. Prince said to die. I promise Triple H's petty Betty. Triple H's first day on the job was the go-home episode of Raw before SummerSlam and the opponent, so there was a noticeable boost in the ratings. What do you think of the news? Man, uh, first off, some of this that you said is really funny. That's first off. Second off, um, I mean, I- I'm going to say this right now. I feel like CM Punk leaving in 2014, yes, it was CM Punk saying that he was done with WWE, but I honestly feel like backstage, Vince McMahon and CM Punk had like a sit-down talk, you know, and then they, they decided that that uh, Vince would release him. I don't think Punk fully walked out. You know what I mean? But back to the story, though. Man, first off, Triple H. <laughs> that's funny. Second off, um, yeah, I, I, I don't get, like, for example, right? Triple H, CM Punk. They, are, they, they always had their, like, little chemistry. You, you know what I mean? And WWE. But I d- didn't there... Um, wasn't there stuff that came out about a year ago about them uh, hating each other in WWE? Yeah. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah, okay. I was just trying to make sure, because I, I, I heard some rumors about it about a year ago, so I wanted to make sure. Um, But overall, though, man, I, I just hope that CM Punk, he, first off, he's going to retire from wrestling here soon, right? Second off, I feel like CM Punk that doesn't get along with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't get along with Vince. He didn't get along with Johnny Ace. He didn't get along with Triple H. He's not getting along with Cole Cabana. He's not, get, he's not even getting along with people in AEW. So, I mean, I, I, I just hope... I hope it changes soon. But, th- but Richie, this is a very funny story. <laughs> okay. I mean, th- th- this story, man, I... I, I want to say this one thing about the story... With, with, with CM Punk, I feel like I, I feel like he was just laid back back then. And, and, what, and what I mean by that um, is that CM Punk just really didn't care back then. You know what I mean? So that those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts on this is that I don't care about this. This is just in the past. And this is the current future. But still, after yeah. Triple H being head of creative going forward... I feel, I hope he sticks sticks to what, what is done better on NXT 2.0. Now try that NXT indie crap because the last time I tried that indie cat NXT, AEW basically crushed him in the ratings. Yeah. I agree. So I have a question for you, Richie. Yeah. Going forward, do you think WWE will be more competition to AEW or do you, not, or do you think it's going to stay the same? There's a there's a possible chance that it will give AEW some competition, but it'll mostly in the end of things stay the same because we don't know Nick Khan. Maybe he has his own opinions on creative. He might use his power to make things difficult for Hunter, or make it difficult for Steph as well. So we don't know with Nick Khan. Nick Khan mm-hmm. is like a wild card. Yeah, Nick Khan. People are saying Nick Khan is the reason Vince McMahon retired. Yeah, that's true. But he's still a potential wild card. We don't yeah. know what 
we don't know if he's gonna have a screw with Triple H or Stephanie. That's the worry part. Yeah, true. True. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you another question overall. Like, would you have put Seth McMahon and Nick Khan as co CEOs or what would you have done for the CEO spot? For the CEO spot, I would put like I would let's see. First of all, before I do any CEO crap, like I would demand that someone fires Kevin Dunn. He needs to go. And after the CEO thing, um, yeah, I would have him run this be Stephanie be CEO 100% and keep an eye on Nick Khan. Yeah. Honestly, I think they should have done Stephanie and Triple H as co CEOs. Instead of doing Stephanie and Nick Khan, which I don't really understand about, but Nick Khan, you're right when you said, Richie, because. Anything can happen with Nick Khan. He drove Vince McMahon out of his own company. What can he do next? Honestly, he might target Stephanie or Triple H as well. He could target these two next. And that's the scary part. Because remember, he asked so many stars due to like, budget cuts in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nick Khan has the power to do what he wants. Yeah. That that is very very true. All right, did you have any other news? Uh, there's one more for now. Okay, we got the NXT Women's Tag Champ news. All right, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship are currently vacated in WWE, but there's been talk within the company about making Ivy and Tatum Paxley the champs. According to Melton on the latest Wrestling Observer news. It's unknown where WWE will follow through with that. It's been only discussed as a possibility, but the tag team will get a shot at the goal next week on WWE NXT 2.0. WWE Hall of Famer Andrea Blaze made an appearance on the show. Meek to dress the titles was linking back to where she dropped the WWE Women's Champion trash on WCW Nitro. This is where Cora J has done to NXT Women's Tag Titles. The Blaze Fairy fixed the situation by announcing a fatal four match crown new champs. This will be Toxic Attraction versus Caden Carter and Tana Chance versus Latina Perez and Yusian Leon versus Nylon Ivy Neal and Tatum Paxley. Jade and her former partner Roxanne Perez are now involved in match despite the fact they're former champions. The duo has won titles on the Toxic Attraction. Jay turned heel on the former match. She threw the titles away, making clear she wanted nothing to do with them or Perez. Paxley signed for the couple back in August 2021, going on to make her debut in February this year, where she had been teamed with Nile over since. Nile has been some of the fans might be familiar with. She has appeared on the Titan Games, which is hosted by WWE legend Dwayne Johnson. She Tom Pritchard and Kane at the school and was signed to WWE back in 2020 and made an appearance on the main roster as well as the Raw Underground segments. Her debut for NXT took place this year as well, but she has more of a regular feature on television and teaming with Paxi. What do you think of this big news? I mean, I would honestly love Ivy Nile and Titan Paxi to be women's tag team champions. It, and even though Vince is gone, right? He may have, he it's still WWE. And I'm because you still have Bruce, you still have Kevin, you still have all of them. I'm worried they're going to give it back to Toxic Attraction. That's what I'm worried about, but I mean, if you if you make Caden Carter Katana chance, if you make um, Ivy Nile Tampa actually hell, if you make the other team tag team champions, just something fresh. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, that 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 woman's roster needs something fresh. Because toxic attraction for a straight year has been kind of boring after a while. Yeah, and, and honestly, 
Ivy and Tatum win it, I'll be happy for them. Okay. All right. This was this was our news. When we when we come back, we will review Rampage and other news. Bye. Let's go to let's start with Rampage. Let's, I mean, all right, we're back. Let's let's start with Rampage. All right, we got Best Friends versus Jay Leto, Sam Hussein, and Sanjay Dud. We got Orange Cassidy starts with the match by delivering his devastating signature kicks to Sanjay Dud, which have none of it, and immediately tags Sanam Singh. Sanam to control of the match for his team. First, taking out Cassidy and dropping Taylor and Beretta in the double cross body. At the match progressed, Jay Leto enters the fray, but the removal of the Singh gives Best Friends leeway to gain control of the match. <clears throat> Taylor and Beretta would give the fans what they want in a signature hug. However, this allowed Lethal to regroup and capitalize they hit both Taylor and Beretta with double lethal consequences. There was a closing moment in the match. Saw Sanchez and Cassidy go to war with hand and pockets kicks, but the removal of Dunn's pencil for behind his ear allowed Cassidy to anger his opponent and catch him with an orange punch to pick up the victory. Wait, uh, I mean, post-match, we saw Lethal staying and Dunn to continue to tackle the best friends, only be erupted by the TV champion, Wardle, who stands off three men. What do you think of this match and the post-match? It was a good match to open. I, I actually like the best friends a lot. And honestly, I'm, we're going to get Wardle and G Lethal. But I'm wondering if we're going to get Wardle and Satnam Singh. That's what I'm wondering. But... Yeah. Right, yellow. I I actually enjoyed this match. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got Ethan Page versus Leon Ruff. Ethan Ethan would pick up the swift victory by utilizing his power to dominate Ruffian before hitting the Eagles Edge for the victory. What do you think of this match? Well, it's nothing much to say. Just a big squash and gets Ethan Page a win on television. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and there's another thing. Like, it's something mystery about it that there was no Scorpio Sky or Dan, or, or Dan. So that's yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we got Liam Moriarty versus Max Seidel. It was a student versus teacher match as Seidel looked to humble Liam Moriarty, whereas Moriarty wants to prove a point and pick up the future victory over his former teacher. The majority of the match will see both men sky each other extremely well after he has allegiance to another. However, it was a student to pick up the victory after a cross-face from Moriarty made Seidel tap out in the middle of the ring. Post-match, we saw Stokely Highway handing a business card Moriarty once more, but this time... Mariah took it with a smile and celebrated his victory. What do you think of this match? And the post-match? I, I really enjoyed it. Well, the, I actually love this type of wrestling. I think it was really good. And the post-match was even better. Um, I think, I honestly, I think that Matt Seidel going forward, I think he should stay the veteran that puts people over. Kind of like um, Brian Danielson on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed all of it. All right, we got the the new Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castanelli promo. Castanelli thanked the fans for his historic victory at Death Before Dishonor, but also welcomed William Regal as well, as well as the ROH Pure Champion Wheel Utah to the ring after his huge victory over Daniel Garcia at Death Before Dishonor. Utah chance would trigger an eruption from Jericho. Wheeler would lay out the challenge for Jericho to go one-on-one with him, but Jericho grants him the match. Utah declined. 
Jericho will answer you up and put his AEW World title shot on the line next Wednesday on Dynamite. So what do you think of the promo? Man, I'm looking forward to Jericho and Yuta. Um, first off, Claudio, this was a really good promo by Claudio. Um, I'm really looking forward to Jericho and Yuta. And I I I thoroughly enjoy, enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. All right, we got the Acclaim new rap video, Trash Day. It was a recap on Drew Justice. So, so basically, it's brilliant. The whole rap video is real brilliant. The upshot is the Gun Club and Acclaim were going off. We're going to face off next Wednesday in the dumpster match. So what do you think of that rap video? Uh, let's see. I think as much as I enjoy these raps, I think this feud honestly has to end because I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, but I'm really enjoying the rap battles they're doing, so, I mean, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping Inspiry ends next week. Yeah, it should. It should at this point. The rivalry should end. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, in the huge main event, we have Anna Jay versus Ruby, Ruby Soho. This, they collided in a grudge match. Jay was looking to secure her first win as a part of the JAS, making a statement, whereas Ruby Soho was out for revenge after weeks of tournament from Chaikati and the recently Anna Jay as well. Jay would come out of the gate, demonstrating more calculated visual side to her offense to take control of Soho. Ruby Soho hit no future out of nowhere, but shockingly, Jay would kick out. However, in the closing moments, with the referee distracted, Anna Jay utilized the cast to add more pressure to the to the queen slice submission and put Soho to sleep, making a statement and pick up a huge victory. What do you think of the main event? Honestly, I think Ruby Soho needs to stop losing because she's losing a lot lately. And I get for storyline purposes, Anna J should win this match, but Ruby Soho needs to pick up some wins against some credible people here soon because. Every match that Ruby Soho has on television against someone worthy, she loses. So, I actually enjoyed the match, though. I'm just saying Ruby Soho needs to get more wins. Yeah, I do agree. But here's my counter-argument. Like, maybe this is, like, part of a big story for Ruby Soho. For, like, at the losing streak, at the losing streak, she finally gets the big win where she wins the, the AEW Women's World title from Peter Baker. Or from Thunder Rosa. That's I think this this little this little losing streak will lead to into a storyline for the AW Women's World Title, where she finally wins the big one. What? That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Mhm. All right. So, all right. Overall, what do you think of this whole episode of Rampage? Overall, it was a decent Rampage. Overall, I don't think it's one of the best Rampages you'll ever see. But I still think it was a decent rampage. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's now we're gonna do SummerSlam predictions because tonight is gonna be SummerSlam, everyone. So let's do. Let's start with the Undisputed Championship. Brock Lesnar Reigns prediction. Well, honestly, given Reigns is champion, last few years, seven hundred days, WWE is pulling back themselves to the corner. Reigns has dispatched of basically every quality contender in the promotion. To return to well, Reigns versus Lesnar. Snurp, despite being pairing that range stale, it's hard for Lesnar to get a win here. It's only set to a set for another class to repair. But this is going to be the last match. I'm predicting, I, 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 I pick Roman Reigns to retain. Who do you pick? 
Yep, I pick Roman Reigns. Um, I I don't see Roman losing at least until, until next month. So I see Roman going out the win. Yeah. Okay. Now we got SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey prediction. Well, there's plenty of chances to make for WWE to make missteps with Reigns in the card. Having Rousey end Morgan's reign, regain the title, maybe the biggest one, like a, a big misstep. Yes, Rousey returned, mostly been a dud, while Morgan's been a strong fan base, was delighted by winning her first championship. The reaction to Rousey winning here will be awful, and Morgan needs some time to really see how she can operate a world champion. So, who you pick for the win? My pick will be Liv Morgan. Who you pick? I'm picking Liv Morgan. I don't think it's time for her to lose the belt yet. I think they want to push her champion for a while. And I'm predicting Bailey to come back after the match. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got the Raw Women's Champion, Black Up Air versus Becky Lynch. There's this is gonna be a good match. But my my misstep would be having Lynch being Blair on the same stage as the infamous twenty second second match. Like she ret- Lynch returned last year at SummerSlam and beat Blair with such speed caused this definite backlash. Like having Blair beat Lynch at WrestleMania to become champ once again was something to make good on that move, that mistake. But Lionel retain SummerSlam would help and remove that stain from Blair's resume. So who you pick the predictions? I I pick Blair. Who you pick? Blair in twenty seconds. They're gonna have Blair do the thing that Becky did last year. Bianca's gonna win in twenty six seconds. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I agree. We got Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Two people, uh, two ready to face each other. Who you have your pick? Pat McAfee or Happy Corbin? Pat McAfee. I don't see Pat McAfee losing. Um, and I think Happy. Well, yeah, Happy Corbin want, said he wants to start putting over people. So I pick Pat McAfee. All right, I'll go with him too. All right, we got the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos versus Street Profits. With the specialist referee Jeff Jarrett, so this is this is a good matchup. So honestly, I think Usos should lose the belts. I am going with the Usos. They shouldn't lose the belts yet, but um, I see the Profits probably possibly winning this match. So it could be Profits or Usos. I'm going with Usos. Where you go with? I'm going with Street Profits. Street Profits need a big win on a big stage, and this is the perfect opportunity. So I'm going with the Street Profits. Understood. We got the United States champion, Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. This is for the United States champion, a rematch for the title. Honestly, I picked Bobby Lashley to win, to retain, because I just want Theory to move on from Lashley and focus on the money in the bank storyline he has. Exactly, and that's what I'm picking too. Lashley and get the feud over with. Yeah. And now we got Logan Paul versus Miz. Honestly, WWE loves nothing than putting celebrities over standard talent. That's only certainly the case with Paul versus Miz. At the Miz turn, Paul once the pair beat the mysterious of WrestleMania. It was obvious we eventually get a one-on-one match on the big stage. Once Paul signed a deal with WWE, it was guaranteed. WWE isn't like to have Paul lose the first match in the contrary of talent. And the Miz is a, is, a, is a bulletproof as Corbin and Billy to take a loss to retain his standing in the promotion. Honestly, I'm going to go with Logan Paul for the win. Who you pick? I'm picking Logan. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Okay. Honestly. I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention that I think this is going to be a very good match. And Logan Paul is going to put another great performance. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. The Mysterios versus Judgment Day. So who you who you got who you got picked to win? Mysterios or Judgment Day? I'm going with Judgment Day and as it returns to, to save the Mysterios. Yep, that's exactly my prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's most likely. Can you give me a reason? Yeah, I, I, overall though, I I think the SummerSlam a couple weeks ago, I wasn't that much looking forward to it. But right now, with Triple H being in charge and Vince being gone, I'm actually looking forward to it. And for once, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's talk about let's let's talk about some news for last. All right. Let's go with let's continue. Let's talk Maria Canales. When Maria Canales return to WWE, let's talk about this. Okay. Maria Kanata has spoken about what to see change taking place in WWE following her stint with the company. Would she consider returning if Vince McMahon retired? We all know Vince McMahon has left WWE, is retired. Triple H has taken control. Stephanie McMahon and Miss Connor are now taking over. So when she asked you go back to the company, Kanata gave an opening honest answer tweeting, The wrestler is wild right now. I already had a great working relationship with Triple H. I know Will Mike Benetta has like three time NXT. Your opportunity is always mean <sighs> mean talent. It's the right time, then it's the right time. So that's what she said about what she but there's Kanata's answer to the question has changed from when Vince is still involved in WSU appears said no until under new management could have feelings about him clear. WWE Ross probably meant losing Triple H control with the creative department where incitement was praised to make subtle changes with the rest of the Raw that he was in charge Maria and Mike also piled feelings towards the game, potentially open the door for return one day. Canals would take a Twitter list change to what you see the company make clean vacation days, childcare. But the message she pushed was hopefully the company culture will change when many people, like many people, are pushing punishing to see following the relationship about Vincent this week. Maria officially worked for WWE from 2004 to 2009, taking various roles and interviews and fans inside the ring. She then returned to the company alongside her husband in 2017, where they were both involved until 2020, where they were released during COVID-19 budget cuts. What do you think of this news? I personally think that Maria Mike should not go back to WWE. Um, they're way better in Ring of Honor, way better in Impact. I get it's better now because Vince is gone, but still, they're one of the only people that I think just belong in Ring of Honor and Impact. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm gonna say no, they should not return. Yeah, I understand. All right, there's Biggie on comments on on the, the new WWE tryouts. Former champion Biggie recently appeared on Cheap Heat podcast. We discussed his recent time spent in the SummerSlam tryouts during the weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. Biggie has missed most of the match due to neck injury suffered, but his appearance at trials was the first for company since the injury. He says it's weird that he was a young guy on the roster taking my hips, and it was kind of like best Biggie on the side to say former WWE champion. Biggie also said he felt like a young guy now since he's been there for a while since the WWE championship with more respect for his name. Biggie revealed there was Triple H who called the mask and wants to come out and help with the trainees. He has seen some college athletes before weeks of a summer trial. Biggie admitted he was sure he would say yes. It was only indie town dude not knowing much about. Biggie not going to be hiring less indie town. He says it affects guys from indies like Seth Rollins. And he says that mostly, rest, mostly wrestling, 
they wrestlers active on their indies. Their few steps Roman has been killing it, said Biggie. <coughs> Biggie believes that his life would be different. WWE is giving him the chance. The average for trial with 23 is saying why WWE looks for the next Roman Reigns on Test Ford or Baraka Bailey. Speaking of Fontes Ford, Biggie said Ford is currently killing it in the business. He was a college athlete turned WWE superstar. Biggie said that Ford can only choose true special things and a lot of special respect for the college athletes like him. What do you think of this big news of Big E? Man, I really want Big E back. This is a huge update. Um, I'm hoping he comes back soon. And hopefully Big E can push through this neck injury really, really fast and come back really, really soon. Yeah. But I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, we got... Alright, one. All right, here goes another one. Chopper continues to teach something different for WWE SummerSlam. Chopper and the Miz have been strong on the Raw has been late. Chopper continues to teach something different on the two for them. I think it's, it's amazing kind of piggybacking off of it. Tomorrow, SummerSlam is full of Chopper revealed the wrestling's Nick Hansen had just seen glyphs just to cut scheme and go, whoa, the wrestling that gave to our show seems to say, whatever Miz did to me, do it for me in a way he cited. Chopper teeth first matching gear between the teams they go. Said the gear was more than Mills well. Called different anything he has worked before. Chopper says during working with the Miz and the real that both he and his brother has always been fans of the Miz. The two stars been friendly to throughout the June, but officially confirmed departure on Raw Edition of Raw after Chopper helped Miz attack AJ Styles. They lost AJ Styles in that single match. The two shook hands afterwards. He said after the match or two, I remember I remember SmackDown, he said it was good. The Miz was said Austin gets to work with him now. The Miz will take it on Paul Logan Paul, SummerSlam, and now the stadium in Tennessee. Chopper assumes set to be a ringside. So what do you think of this big news with Chopper news? I mean, here's here's a, first off, I'm gonna say it's about Champa not being at SummerSlam. If you're not gonna have Champa and AJ Styles be in the Logan Paul Miz situation. At least have him have a, a one-on-one match in the kickoff show. AJ Styles, I'm gonna be the only one who says this. Um, actually, you might agree with me, but AJ Styles deserves to be on SummerSlam. So you, they should have done AJ and Champa. But um, I will, and I'm not gonna say this. Champa deserves way more. So the fact that Triple H is in office now is probably gonna help Champa going forward. But and and even if Seth Rollins is a match tonight, which we don't know if he will, if he does and Gargano comes out, and then they get, then maybe they can reunite DIY, so that might work too. But either way, though, Ch- Champa just needs to get pushed more in the main roster, regardless. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. One more news. Apparently, what did Triple H say at the end of WWE SummerSlam tryouts? We got. We all know WWE held trials for SummerSlam weekend. We have people like Heyman, Biggie, former Laker player Dyer Harmick, Dwight Howard make appearance at the event. Another former face of WWE fans during the weekend was Hall of Famer and head of career Triple H. He showed up to credit all the people who went and trial for the company. It's not often what the winners future happening right under your eyes. Runner said somewhere in a group of people tension the next spot, the next Cena, the tension next Reigns, the tension next Richard went back to Becky Lynch and the next Bianca Blair. What disgusting Dwight Howard's appearance this weekend. Triple H says amazing. He said now a group of 50 plus people with session come family. 
I was straight with Shadowrun, came and clicked on my book. It was amazing. Chiba said, I'm just going to get this to fucking all book. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, the former W. Chan said the things where everyone learned during trial was their last career. He called everyone amazing. The thing you learn here, if you have a career in this, it's your entire career. So for day one, everyone has been amazing. The boys also know that during some of tryouts that easy part is stepping up to the mic, talking to the people who they don't know, who they want to like is the hard part. This is the first time this year that Sunshine attended a trial session. Four wrestler 38, the King Sing King tender WA trial session down Texas. What do you think of this news? I mean, this always happens with tryouts, you know. I feel like here's what I've been saying to people. The SummerSlam tryouts, I think that at the first time in a long time, people simply are happy. People are happy now because Triple H is back in office. And ever since Triple H came back in office, apparently backstage has been more happy, more energetic, just overall a more happy crowd backstage because of the fact that Vince is gone. So... Overall, I just think that my overall thought is that the tryouts are another way to, I I think that from the tryouts for SummerSlam all the way to the tryouts for um, Clash of the Castle even, whatever they do, um, I feel like the backstage is always going to be more happy now that Vince is gone. No disrespect, Vince, but still. Um, But yeah, yeah, I agree with this big news. All right. Okay. Um, this is thank you all. This is Augusta Ollie podcast. I'll see you all next Saturday for for Augusta for Augusta Ollie, and come back on Monday. Come back on. I mean, come back on Tuesday for the the, the AEW. I mean, the Augusta Ollie podcast SummerSlam and the Ric Flair last match review. All right. See you guys later. All right. See ya. Bye.